for, for those that are tuning in, uh, my name is Peter. I host the, the, the Cobra Kai uh, podcast, uh, Cobra Kai Companion, which is also a YouTube channel. We've done um, a variety of uh, interviews with cast and crew from Cobra Kai and also uh, the Karate Kid universe. Uh, we've uh, interviewed, you know, somebody from each of the four movies uh, that had uh, Pat Morita in it. Um, and Oscar, you're joining me today because you uh, serve as producer and writer uh, on the uh, More Than Miyagi, the Paparita story. Yes. Yeah. So that's coming out uh, February 5th, just right around the corner. And uh, after we talk a little bit about this this film, maybe take uh, just a few questions from from the uh, viewers. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll kind of jump into it. Um, I had uh, sp spoken with uh, uh, Kevin Derrick like some time ago, uh, Sensei William Christopher Ford, shout out to him, uh, had put me in touch with Kevin uh, early on, and you know, uh, I'm sure we all got busy. Then pan pandemic happened, obviously. But uh, wasn't the movie? Uh, wasn't it? Um, didn't it have a different title uh, before it became more than Miyagi? Um, where I don't know which, like a working title. Maybe it was like Long Story Short. Is that what you're? Referring That's the to? one. Yeah. 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 yeah I so as a, that was kind of like a working title and then you know as a progress and usually you have working titles you might call them untitled and then once you get down to the part where you're you know putting everything everything's locked and so forth and then you you may change or come mm -hmm. up with like i don't know it just kind of felt right i think we were talking to different people and we were like you know what is it about this story it's everybody knows pat as me like you you say pat marita you think wax on wax off you know mr miyagi so in the documentary, it was really important for us to show everything else. You know, we want to touch on that, but there's so much more about him. So it kind of felt right more than Miyagi. He's more than that, you know. Absolutely. And I, I love the, the subtitle of the Pat Morita story because um, I, I don't feel there's enough content about him out there. Um, there yeah, and a lot of us grew up on, on the, the Karate Kid. I, uh, we are working on... A, um, it's not necessarily a character study, but uh, Brianna, my co-host, she has done videos on Kreese, uh, kind of a character study on him, and also Daniel LaRusso. Uh, and she tasked me to do something on Mr. Miyagi uh, because he was kind of like a grandfather to me just growing up and not really having one around because, you know, they lived in different states. Um, so soon come for those that uh, may be interested in that. So... You have uh, previously worked with uh, Kevin on uh, The Real Miyagi, which uh, the, the focus on that was with Sensei Fumio uh, uh, Demura, um, who served as like the kind of the inspiration for the, the character of Mr. Miyagi. Um, what, what was the idea behind uh, making this specific film about Pat? Like what started it? Okay, so really quick, just to say, because everybody always, we always talk to friends and they go, wait, when we say, oh yeah, our new documentary, More Than Miyagi, they go, didn't you already do one with Miyagi? And then I go, oh, you mean the real Miyagi? So let me just clarify that so that people are listening. So the real Miyagi, as you said, was based on uh, Sensei Master Fumio Demura. Uh, Sensei Demura was the stunt double for Pat in all the Karate Kid films. They met there, he did. So when you see all the fights and everything, that's Sensei Demura. They would cut to him as a stunt double. And they became really good friends. And then um, whenever Pat had movies in the future or other shows were involved stunts, he would try to request Sensei Demura to be there, you know, because he was perfect for him as a stunt double. So that's kind of how it happened. Now, how do we get to more than Miyagi? I'll back up. 
we were doing originally, Kevin and I were really good friends and we have kids around the same age. And the very first project we did was called Empty Hand, The Real Karate Kids, where we followed four karate practitioners, et cetera. When they finally made it to nationals, we didn't know this because you know we're following them. So this is like the real deal. So they finally make it to nationals and we get there and Kevin sees his master, Master Demura. That was who he learned under and Kevin has a mm -hmm. black so when he, he had kind of lost touch with him when he saw him after I think everything was over we went up to him and then we ended up going to dinner with him and that's when Kevin expressed to him and said hey I've always wanted to do a documentary in your life and he just looked at him and he goes well I don't have I don't know how much longer I have left to live so let's do it and we did it I think a week later we came back and we started shooting his so once we did the real Miyagi uh, we went through all of that. We got a chance to interview, you know, different people and so forth. And then obviously when we finished it, we had to get clearance from all the talent that was in it. Um, we interviewed Pat's wife, Evelyn Guerrero Marita, and I ended up driving to Las Vegas to see her. And, um, you know, that's when she showed us that there was this manuscript that Pat had written and was working on. And then he ended up passing away. He didn't complete it, but it was almost completed. And uh, we were like totally intrigued by it because, you know, obviously you think of Pat, sure, uh, Miyagi, I remember him from Happy Days and I grew up. And exactly what you just said, like he was like a grandfather figure, you know? It didn't matter if you were Asian or not. He was just the guy that had all the answers and balance in life. And that's what you, you know, went by and it was cool. So I remember him from Happy Days. I never knew that he was into stand-up comedy, that in the early 60s, he was repped by Lenny Bruce's moms, who, who, who was an agent and so forth. And this guy was with Red Fox and it was incredible what he did. And then obviously I'm not gonna give away everything else, but you know, all the stuff that he had to go through and all the dark side, and yet he achieved what he achieved. So once we saw that, we were like, uh, we left. And then uh, more, uh, Real Miyagi came out on Netflix. And then uh, we ended up calling Evelyn back and we said, we would love to do Pat's story. And she was touched by that. And she loved what we did with the Real Miyagi Sensei Demera story. Um, and then she basically, we put it all together and, and, you know, we had to get permission from her and, you know, uh, to the rights to be able to do that. And she gave it to us and, here we are. That's amazing. Um, how long was production on this film? Um, you know, after looking at some of the clips, some of the actors look a little bit different than they kind of do now. Yeah, um, I would say, wow, um, if looking back on it, it's funny you're asking because we're doing all these interviews right now and I'm trying to recall everything. But looking at um, like the interviews like we did with um, Ralph Macchio and with William Zabka and Martin Cove, I think that was back in like 2016. Yeah. And oh, wow. Ember. Well, we knew, I think Ralph was later. So we already knew he was because we went to Atlanta and we interviewed him out there because he was just starting out Cobra Kai. Uh, but prior to that, I remember we interviewed William Zabka. And I don't think that I, I don't think he mentioned he said we were working on something cool. I don't think it was mentioned yet about Cobra Kai. So it was around. I think we ended up uh, selling uh, Real Miyagi to Netflix around 2015 or something like that. And then that's when we kind of started rolling, doing paths. So, you know, interviews take a long time. We've been working on it for about three years, at least. That's amazing. Wow. It And uh, obviously last year with the pandemic hitting, that put uh, 
it, on a hiatus a little bit, didn't it? Not hiatus. Well, thank God we were lucky because pandemic hit and we were just in post. So we didn't need okay. any more. We were just getting everything ready. So we just got into editing mode and really wanted to finalize the film and, you know, you know, do do everything that you got to do in post so then we can get ready to put it out there in the world. Um, so as far as filming, it was like perfect. I mean, we 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 were finished and then we were just editing. So we didn't have okay. to do it. So, so, this, so it kind of helped out a little bit, you know, keeping everybody at home, giving people something to do just to finish up the project. Um, the, the, uh, the, 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 the film features a lot of uh, amazing people in there. Uh, one of my personal favorites, Isai Morales, um, just an incredible actor, uh, Tommy Chong. Uh, how did you guys go about deciding on uh, some, some of these people to be featured in the film? Yeah. And uh, Harry Winkler. <laughs> right, right. Well, definitely, you know, people that have worked with Pat, people that I, that we knew had a relationship with him and most likely would want to be a part of it. So um, always what's tough is uh, trying to put together schedules, you know, all these uh, talented people and celebrities that they're very busy with, with work and their families and things like that. So um, that's always the struggle is scheduling. So we went through, all of uh, Pat's, you know, IMDb and everyone that he's, what movies he worked with and who was part of, you know, any movies that he was in. And we reached out to everyone. Um, and, and some people could participate, then they came through and so forth. And some people, they were just so busy or, you know, things like that. So uh, we wish there were, there's so many people, like we, we didn't get a chance to interview Hillary Swank, which would have been awesome. So, but I know she was busy and, and so forth. It's always a scheduling thing. Uh, but that, yeah, as far as picking, how did we come with that list? It was just people that he's worked with. And I mean, if you look at his IMDb, he's, it goes for days. Right, <laughs> right, right. Very impressive. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I didn't know he worked with, you know, I didn't know he worked with Keanu Reeves. I didn't know he worked with Drew Barrymore. I mean, there's a lot of different things, you know, at different points. I think Drew Barrymore was very young and so forth. But um, yeah, we were trying to reach out to everyone. It's just, it's, it's hard, you know. Oh, yeah. S same thing with me. People are like, Oh, how come you haven't interviewed this person and that person? Like, they haven't got back to me. Like, it's, it's scheduling. It's, it's difficult. People have lives, and you know, I host a podcast and I have a day job as well. So, right. um, but yeah, it I, I can I can only imagine the extensive list and and having to reach all these people. Um, what can viewers? Uh, obviously, you don't want to give too much away, but what are some things that people could could kind of expect? And just a little bit of a tease, if you can. Um. Well, it's it's a story from the very beginning. So, mm. so as being young and what he had to go through, that was probably the most for me that I was like in shock about because when you look at what he's achieved, when you look at where we're at right now in the entertainment industry and how, um, you know, we're starting, Hollywood is starting to, you know, diversify and, and have inclusion and so forth. And you're starting to see that. And we're what, 2021? Right. So, are they there yet? Not all the way, but are we headed in the right direction? Yeah, we are. I have two kids that are in the business as actors and I look at how it is and it's very tough, you know, but I guess what intrigued me the most is when you look at back at his career and you say how much he did being Japanese American in the 60s and 70s and how much he was working. He was a pioneer. He was ahead of his time. So we cover everything from him when he was a child all the way through 
prior everything for uh prior to uh karate kid and then and so forth um what else yeah i mean i think to me it's all the pre-karate kid stuff which was totally interesting everything that he had to go through and still he achieved what he achieved some people so like i'm just gonna say this some people don't even remember that he was nominated for an oscar for the first karate kid mm -hmm. and they're like oh really and i'm like yeah you know he didn't win but still for an actor to get nominated that's a win yeah no absolutely and follow uh to, and to follow up with karate kid part two and you see, you know, even more emotional, Mr. Miyagi in Okinawa. Um, I, and I, I, I mean, it, the, the movie did incredibly well box office wise. You know, it was, it was a sequel. But I guess like, um, you know, speaking with people after, you know, Cobra Kai and talking to like, you know, old time fans of Karate Kid, they're like, oh, yeah, two, you know, wasn't my favorite and things like this. I'm like, really? Like two, two's my favorite. You know, like that's, that's where we get Mr. Miyagi. We get more Pat Morita. And so um, it, it's definitely uh, kind of interesting. And uh, again, I'm so excited. I, I can't wait to see this. Uh, what are some of the... I'm not mistaken. I believe, I, if I read this correctly, two was uh, the movie out of all the franchise that made the most money. Right. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, now, to, to today, was it just announced today that uh, Amazon is also going to be carrying this on the 5th? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So, what what are the uh, the various platforms that people can? We have. I'm gonna get. Hope I get this right. We have um, iTunes, Apple TV, uh, Amazon. Um, what else do we have? Google Play. Um, uh, oh, uh, Vimeo Worldwide. Um, what else? And I think we're still working on so uh, Vudu and Redbox. I think is coming. So hopefully those. But February fifth, and, uh... and then. Uh, we have also via our website, which everything on social media and website is more than Miyagi. So more than Miyagi.com. You can even get Blu-rays and DVDs there as well. Yeah. I'm going to definitely place a, an order because I like me some physical copies. Right. Um, uh, now, uh, Kevin had mentioned uh, you guys were going to wait on something for it to possibly go on Netflix. I might have the, the, the details incorrect there. No, I think, we would love it to go on Netflix. We're not right. You know, they, uh, they get some interest in it. We'll see. Right. Okay. Uh, why not? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Netflix, everybody has it, right? That, that's how we got like all these new Cobra Kai fans is, you know, when yeah. it finally moved over to Netflix. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you have anything specific to, uh, that you want to drop before we uh, look at some of the questions from the viewers? Um, what did I want to, I, I don't know. What do I want to share? Um, <laughs> do, do you have, um, I mean, cause I already kind of asked a tease, but like, uh, let me ask you a, a personal question, but what, what did this mean to you to, to make this film uh, mm. with Kevin? Yeah. It, well, I'm going to just speak for myself. There was something, um, that I, I didn't know, uh, that he suffers so much with alcoholism and it that hit home for me because I had an uncle that lived with me for about two or three years of my life when I was a teenager, probably in my junior high days. And um, I know what that's like and to live with someone like that. So when I heard everything that he had gone through and how he struggled with that, that hit, that hit home for me. So, um, I know it's tough and so forth and, and everything he had to battle through that. So that to me was very 
something very close. So it's something very delicate that we need to present because I think Pat would be proud that um, to, to share this story. So if there's anybody else out there that he can help or touch, that he would be able to, you know, make it. I, I, I get blown away still. Um, everything that he achieved considering what he was going through. It's, yeah. it's just amazing to me. So I think that was for me, the, the personal thing that I had with it. That almost adds an extra layer to uh, his scene in the first credit kid movie with, you know, him being drunk, you know, and that the Daniel scene, which almost didn't even make it into the final cut. Correct. Yeah, that is, that is true. That was, uh, uh, John G. Avildsen, the director who fought for that, they wanted to take out that scene because I think it kind of just slowed down the whole movie. As Ra Ralph talks about it in the documentary, and he he told the story really well, and it just kind of didn't it didn't go. But he fought for that, and that's probably the scene that got him the nomination. I would say so. Sure. <laughs> I would say so. It's not the montage that blew everyone's mind, or not the montage, but the reveal, you know, that Daniel had been learning all the time. I mean, incredible moment in itself, but um, I agree. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll jump into some questions. I'll, I'll ask uh, some things that uh, maybe we haven't gone over quite yet. Uh, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of these seem to be Cobra Kai related as well. Uh, somebody did ask, will it be available in the UK? So, so may, maybe if can they order it from the UK a physical copy? Um, they can for sure Vimeo worldwide. So that will be that's worldwide. So you can be anywhere in the world and you can get that. But there are a few other ones. Man, I should have wrote this. I have it <laughs> somewhere here, um, and I remember seeing United Kingdom in there. So. Uh, I don't know how I can find that. I think I'm going to take up too much time looking for that. Um, I think I want to say it's Amazon. Okay. I believe Amazon is all of UK. But for sure, anywhere in the, anybody that's watching this, anywhere in the world you want, Vimeo. You don't have to have an account. You just go to Vimeo. It'll be, we'll have a link on it that you can get from our website or what have you, and you'll be able to watch it from there. So There you go. All yeah. right. Okay, let's see here. That's Cobra Kai. That's Cobra Kai. <laughs> uh UK, UK. So there's a couple. Uh, somebody was asking about uh, merchandise. Uh, I know that not too long ago, you guys just uh, um, you have the T-shirt available, which I believe uh, Kevin was rocking in one of his uh, pictures he posted earlier today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have uh, T-shirts that you can get on our website on morethanmiyagi.com, and there's all these different sizes. And then we have posters as well, and as well as the Blu-rays and the DVDs. Right. Awesome. Accessible yeah. on the <laughs> uh let's see here um merch merch uh so we will oh. get the last question here will come from jen here really? uh, did you it says i uh uk is going to be on itunes oh there you go it, you that, even... that kind of makes sense yeah you don't description or anything just itunes and you can get it right there thank you <laughs> So the last question will come from Jen. Did you ever get to meet Pat Morita yourself? Um, no, I did not. Um, our director, Kevin Derrick, did um, when he was younger. I think there was, again, it was that whole connection between Sensei Fumio Demura and Pat. Um, Sensei Demura would have a lot of tournaments and different things like that. Pat was, was such a nice guy, and he would always come and support Sensei Demura. So when they had tournaments, he would come. 
to the tournaments and obviously he was pat was super nice would go around give autographs and talk to different people i believe that's where kevin saw him. Hmm. um not it was another occasion but i think that's what it was but he has a picture with him and i think we even have it in the documentary he touches on it because that was special to him just it was like full circle like he met him when he was younger right the documentary on his life let me just uh, throw a couple more pictures for those that might have been tuning in late. So there's uh, you, Kevin, uh, Tommy Chong, and who's the other gentleman there? Oh, that's uh, Darvin Morales, our camera guy, that he was there helping us out. Okay. Then, uh, again, we got uh, Harry Winkler and Pat there. Um, I'm not recognizing the other two. Uh, that is Henry Winkler. Pat, that's Anson Williams, who played Potsy on the far right. Okay. Uh, with the sweater around his neck, but I don't know the gentleman with the, the plaid jacket. Oh, that. maybe a producer, someone behind the scenes or something like that. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and here you, you mentioned the stand-up, so you guys will be covering some some of um, Pat's earlier stand-up stuff. Um, yeah. One of my favorite pictures of, of um, Mr. Miyagi and Daniel LaRusso here. Uh, and this was uh, you, Kevin, and Evelyn, uh, Evelyn. Pat's widow. Mm-hmm. And she serves as an executive producer, I believe. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. That interview that we did at the Roosevelt, Ho Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, I, let's see if there's any more questions before we go. I, th I think that is it. Um, I know a lot of people were kind of uh, saying that they want the the T-shirt. Uh, for those that are following me and missed it, uh, there is currently a giveaway going on. If you guys pre-order, uh, what is it, I iTunes and um, iTunes. iTunes. I think there's another one. Gracie told me iTunes and something else. Oh, uh, but okay. basically the digital copies. If, if you pre-order the digital copies, if you send a screenshot over to More Than Miyagi, the uh, Instagram account, or any of the accounts, really, if you guys send it over to More Than Miyagi, uh, you guys will be entered into a giveaway to uh, get either a poster or a t-shirt for free. So uh, definitely take advantage of that if you guys are looking to get it. And there's currently a sale for $6.99. Yes, you know, yes. So. Yeah, thank you, yes. There's a flash sale going on this weekend. So it starts today, Saturday and Sunday. And um, yeah, $6.99, so get your copy before it goes back up to you know whatever the normal price is, which I think right. is enough. Yeah, so if you pre-order, it's it's that's that's a steal if you ask me. And then you know, get entered to win, um, you know, get 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 a T-shirt. So somebody wrote uh, here, somebody wrote, no way, does it come with any action figures? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, also, because I I love to um, kind of um buy physical copies of things one of which is because of special features uh, i didn't look at it at all but i i do understand there's uh, a number of deleted scenes or extended scenes that's going to be um uh, right Blue yeah uh, it's like 10 12 scenes extra scenes or something like that uh yeah i mean obviously you know when you're putting when you do a documentary you, you shoot a lot and we have so much footage and then there's certain things that after you put you do your first rough cut and so forth, and you go, okay, well, we're, what works and what doesn't? Um, there were certain things that we had to pull out. So obviously, we want to be able to share those. So we thought, let's throw them in as some extra stuff on the DVD and Blu-ray, which would be nice. 
that's that's amazing. That yeah, that's more incentive to even get the physical copies as well. <laughs> so. Um, all right. So, so everybody, make sure you guys follow the uh, the official account, More Than Miyagi, at More Than Miyagi. I believe it's the same name for Twitter as well. Everything. More Than Miyagi. Yeah. Everything. But Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Twitter. T we're even on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I still don't get TikTok. <laughs> so, um, and then morethanmiyagi.com. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else, Oscar? Uh, to, uh, you you want to throw it out, and I'll disconnect so that way I can save the video and and put this uh, on like other social medias too. Okay. Um, no, just just uh, you know, uh, we we really took a lot of pride in putting this together, and my whole thing was, and I know it was for Kevin as well, was we wanted to celebrate Pat's life. That's it. And it, I think I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of people that'll come up to me like, hey, you know, what's Pat up to now? And I'm like, oh, he's no longer with us. There's a lot of people that don't know he passed away. Right. So he passed away in 2005. And um, so I think, I, I don't know what, it was it just because they didn't really make a big deal out of it or what it was. And I think he left such a big mark in our society and pop culture and all of that. It's like, we got to tell the story. So for me, it was like, Let's celebrate his life. Let's, you know, put it out there and give him that recognition that he deserves. That's it. Yeah. 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 I, I'd be surprised, you know, if uh, people are watching Cobra Kai and, and do wonder if he was still living because if he was, he would be on the show as well, you know, maybe in a, a smaller role or something. So uh, how do you think they've uh, handled that um, on the show, Cobra Kai? Oh, I think they, the, first of all, the whole show, the way it laid out, I thought it was brilliant. I thought I love the whole how they flipped the whole roles of character. And now he's he's not the poor guy, but this guy's struggling. And so I thought they did that brilliantly. I also love, even on three uh, that just dropped, I love the whole backstory of Martin Cove and how they went into that. I thought it was really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, and then obviously going back to Okinawa, I thought was key. You know, we just, we have a few interviews that are lined up, which I'm really excited about with, uh, and actually, we should get him on your show, is Robert Mark Kamen. I would the, love that. <laughs> the writer of uh, the original Karate Kid, he wrote all the franchise, and he created all the characters. That, to me, is huge because there would be not even, there wouldn't be even be Cobra Kai if it wasn't for what he created, right? right. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's incredible, uh, you know, all the characters that he created and, and where the Cobra, where, where the Karate Kid series, I mean, franchise it was, and then where now Cobra Kai is. And, and I think it's, it just shows you, you know, that's a kind of like one of those movies that are timely. And it's obviously dealing with a subject matter that really hasn't left, which is, you know, being bullied and so forth. And it's incredible to see how many years later we still have, you know, our generation, my generation, I'll second speak of, and then, <laughs> You're younger than me. And then <laughs> we have the younger generation, you know, like my kids' age, which are teenagers or 20-year-olds, that they're into it. It's incredible. It just shows you that, you know, it's just that's how strong their message is. Yeah, it really stands the test of time. It's very, uh, very much a, a, a classic tale. Um, and it's something that everybody can relate to. Yep. Yeah. 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 All right. I, I I think we'll end it there. Oscar, thank you so much for giving your uh, giving me your time. Um, I I, I cannot wait to uh, watch this film, and speak to Kevin and any, anybody else that wants to discuss the film.
Thanks, Peter. I appreciate it. Yeah. So again, don't waste time. This weekend only six ninety nine. Get it. It's on all of our links everywhere. And uh, yeah, pre-order it now. So half price. Why not? Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, thank you so much for everybody that has been tuning in and uh, and all of your questions as well. Um, six ninety nine until Sunday. Um, go go get it and then order the DVD and Blu-ray to get the the, uh, the extra scenes. You know, yeah. um, uh, so I'd be curious because I know that in the industry, they call it like killing your darling. So I, I want to see what you guys, uh, you know, decided not to include. And, you know, I, I, I'm very fascinated, you know, and just trying to get in the minds of filmmakers and and uh, try to, you know, kind of see their vision in front and behind the scenes. Well, you say that and imagine us as filmmakers when we're standing in Pat's private office in his home. And we're like looking around. It's like, I mean, there were happy day scripts laying around with notes. Like, I mean, it's, you're like a kid in a candy store. It's like a filmmaker's dream. Like you're in there and you're like, wow, like this is incredible. So no, it was surreal. Then, then us going to Henry Winkler's house to interview him. And he was like the most gracious person, super kind. And we're like, wait a second. I'm sitting here across from the Fonz. Like, yeah, right. But I mean, it's like this weird thing. Like you grew up with these people and it's like, here you are and you have this opportunity to uh, tell this, you know, Pat's story and everyone that loved him that was with him. And, you know, it, it's incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. I, I can relate. Um, I have not been in Pat's uh, room or office, but uh, I have been um, graciously invited to the set of Cobra Kai and I have been in the recreation of Miyagi-Do. So uh, okay. I have a photo of me with, uh, you know, Mr. Miyagi's uh, picture and, you know, rule number one and two and the backyard. So uh, for those that didn't know that, definitely go and, and check out the, the highlights because uh, I've documented as much as I could uh, to, to share that. Yeah, Oscar. This was a lot of uh, a lot of fun. I would love to speak to you again, uh, even sure. after afterwards. You know, maybe we could talk more about any time, man. Hit me up. Uh, you know how to get a hold of just, yes. just yeah through the team. Uh, I'm around. I'm I'm here in Montreal right now, so I'm doing nothing. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, can you drop your um your your handle for Instagram for those uh that that are tuning in? Because I, I believe you're on the uh, the, the main uh, movie account right now. Correct. You're saying my personal one? Yeah, yeah. Just if somebody wants to follow you, if you're willing to give it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, I'm like, what is it? Is it no, Oscar Alvarez producer? I think it's Oscar Alvarez producer or producer Oscar Alvarez. I can't remember what it's. It, it might, it, it might be producers last. Oscar Alvarez producer. Okay, maybe that. <laughs> I think so. It's one of the two. It's Oscar Alvarez producer or producer Oscar. But I think it's what you said. Um, yeah. And yeah. God, we're we're. I'm always trying to post as much as we can on on mine, as well as what we do on on more than Miyagi. What you know? What what are we doing? And you know, uh, what are we working on next? I wish I could tell you what we're working on. Next. <laughs> it's not clear yet. Cleared yet? So I can't really say. But uh, you got some ideas. We got some stuff going on. Yeah, excited. Yeah. So uh, you you guys follow Oscar if you're not already follow us because uh, I, I try to help promote anything and everything. Uh, I, I do try to serve as like a hub for all, you know, Miyagi verse news uh, and, and information. So obviously trying to always provide, um, you know, interviews and like earlier today, I found that Martin Cove is getting his bobblehead from icon heroes. And I shared that too. So, um, 
so yeah, I'll, I'll be promoting uh, more than Miyagi leading up to its release and thereafter uh, as well. So um, follow everybody and we will announce any uh, future interviews. So uh, thank you, Oscar. Uh, we'll definitely be in touch and uh, we'll speak again. Great. Thanks, Peter. Kevin. Hey, Peter, what's happening? Hey, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So, um, you know, last night I sent you some questions that I wanted to go over. And shortly after that, I got to watch the, the film. So love it. It's, it's, it's incredible. Um, you know, we get a deep dive of Pat Morita as a person. So, you know, for those that are tuning in that haven't seen it yet, uh, it's, it's on VOD. Uh, I plan on purchasing both the Blu-ray and DVD for the special or the, the, the 12 extra scenes. Well, right, right. Yeah. So uh, do you have any questions for me before we, we jump into it? Um, no, we can jump. I, it's just the first thing I want to say is, you know, I want to thank my producing partner, Oscar Alvarez, Evelyn Morita, and, and Cindy and Greg. Without them, you know, this wouldn't uh, be possible. And uh, if you don't, uh, our documentary right now is uh, number one on uh, iTunes right now. So congratulations. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it was very exciting to see it climb up and up because, you know, you guys are obviously promoting the film and to see, um, I think, I think when you guys first started sharing it, it was already in the top 10 and to kind of wake up and see it. Number one, that's, right. that's gotta be fantastic. It's incredible. For you guys. It's incredible. I never thought that there would be this much interest on, on Pat Morita, but you know, I'm very happily surprised that there is. So, Oh my God. I mean, and some of the things that I found out from watching the film, um, including Robert Mark Kamen, who talked about, oh yeah, I had an idea about revisiting, what was it 16th century Miyagi or right, whatever it is. Right. I'm like, yes, well, why did they pass up on that idea? <laughs> like, that's a fantastic idea. You know, actually, idea. Pat started working on a script right before he passed with George Johnson. I think he's a writer of Rafu Rifu Shempu magazine in, in L.A., and there's a story that's about like pre Miyagi and you know how it, uh, it it came about. That story is already done. The script is done. So if anyone's interested, you know, they can head me up and I'll uh, I'll tell you how to get a hold of that uh, script. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's that's incredible. Um, okay, so l let's uh, learn a little bit about you before we start talking about your film. Um, you're a black belt in uh, different um, styles uh, of karate. Uh, so how long have you been doing martial arts and was there like any inspiration to why you got into that? Right, you know, we came here uh, from, I came here from Iran with my family in 1978. Uh, back then I was like eight, nine years old. And like a year after we came here, the hostage stuff uh, started happening in Iran, the hostage crisis, I don't know if you remember or not. But then there's, it's, we started getting a lot of hate towards, you know, Iranians that lived in the US. So I used to get like spat on and punched in the face and stuff like that. So every day I came home, I had like a blue eyes, black eye and all that stuff. And then uh, pretty much kind of like the Karate Kid film, you know, I was bullied most, most of my life in uh, preschool. And then one day my dad took me and my brother to the local YMCA to start taking karate so I can defend myself. And so I took a liking to it immediately, but my brother said like, what the hell is this? I don't want to do karate. So I continued for like, you know, 20, 30 years up until like five years ago. 
I was doing a flying jump kick and I was showing up in front of someone and, and I fell down and I hurt my back. So I kind of stopped training. But the funny thing is my sensei was Fumia Demura. And I don't know if you know who Fumia Demura is. He's the one who did all the stunts for Pat Morita. So I had a real life Mr. Miyagi. And here's a picture right here. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Me when I was like, yeah, I think 10 or 11 years old with, uh, with Fumia Demura. So I'm kind of living, uh, uh, it, 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 basically, I lived the Karate Kid films. That was basically, you know, but uh, that's how it started. I took karate when I was nine and uh, I'm still doing it. That, that's a fantastic story. Um, and, that, you know, Fumio Demura is the, the, um, the, the subject of your film, The Real Miyagi, which we see the poster right behind right. in the background. And for anyone that's uh, interested in a little bit more about him, uh, uh, Kevin, you and I, we have a mutual friend, Sensei William Christopher Ford, who oh, wow. uh, has Very a nice film guy. himself. I that guy. The last, yeah. A sweet person, yeah. The Last Dojo. That's a great film by him, too. About, right, right. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, right. Our, our, all right, uh, so you met Pat Morita in 1983, uh, and this is obviously before he was cast as uh, Mr. Miyagi in the Karate right, Kid film. Right, um, Can you share that memory, and how, how did you uh, run into right, him? Right, right. It was basically my sense of Fumi Dimmer. He used to have uh, tournaments every year, and every year there was some celebrity that would show up. I remember seeing Chuck Norris there. Bob Wall was there one time from the Enter the Dragon uh, and I, um, and then people from like the James Bond film, I don't remember what his name was, but he was like big in Berkeley. I don't, I don't remember, mm. but I have a picture with him. But this one particular year in 1983 was Pat Morita. So he was sitting right next to my sensei and right next to Pat Morita, there was an empty chair. So I just walk up and I sit down right next to him. <laughs> But he didn't know who the hell I was, but you know, I don't have any problem approaching people. So I sit right next to him and then I start talking to him and you know, he's actually listening. He was such a nice person. And then my brother was right next to me and he had a 35 millimeter camera. So he took a picture of us and I have it right here. This is me and. Yep. And, and that's Pat, the one that, right. uh, that, that was shown in your film. Right, right. And that was the only encounter I had with him. And who would have known like 30 years later, I would be making a documentary about his life. So it's just kind of strange how that happened, you know, a little serendipitous. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so what is your history with the Karate Kid? You, you mentioned like, you know, you, you got into um, karate because of bullying. So I, I think a lot of people who did start some sort of martial arts, you know, they kind of uh, that was an inspiration. But um, obviously, uh, it, it sounds like you did um, do karate before the film came out. Right, right. Um, so with the Karate Kid film, I wish I could have somehow gotten involved. But I remember when they were doing that last tournament scene, uh, Sensei Fumadimura told me, hey, Kevin, he called me up and he said, hey, Kevin, they're looking for people who know martial arts and can do, you know, the tournament scene and stuff like that, and extras and all that stuff. And I had such a bad cold and I couldn't go. So I kind of, you know, that I messed out on that. But I remember when the film, the Karate Kid film came out, um, I live in Lake Forest and the closest theater was Laguna Hills Mall. And the lines were wrapped around the, 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 the mall. The funny thing is I run a film festival, Irvine Film Festival every year, and I run it in that same theater. So 
30 years after I saw the film in that theater, we ended up honoring uh, John Avildsen, the director of The Karate Kid, in the same theater. So wow. that's, I think that's kind of, it's <laughs> a funny story how, you know, things are happening. But yeah, that's my only connection to The Karate Kid film. I wish I would have, you know, didn't have the cold and I could have won an audition and done something. Yeah. But I kind of look cool. like Ralph, so they wouldn't have casted me anyways. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, that's yeah, that's 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 incredible. Like, um, may maybe you could have even, um, you know, been there with Daryl Vidal too. That would have been really cool. Right, right. Cool he's such a nice guy. He's he's a nice guy. Yeah, he really is. Um, so you earned a degree uh, in motion pictures from uh, the Columbia College um, in, in Hollywood, right. actually. Right. Um, what was your uh, what what inspired you to make the decision to get into filmmaking? Uh, well, I don't know how much time you have, but okay, I'll get to it quickly. Okay. It, it was back in the 80s. I don't know if you remember, uh, the, 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 the first camcorder came out in the early 80s. So it was like $1,000 to buy the camera and $1,000 for the VCR. And you had to put it on your shoulder and all that stuff. So I didn't have like 2000 bucks. So I started selling everything I had. I sell my comic book collection. I got my bike. I sold my bike. So anyways, I was able to raise like 2000 bucks. So I went and bought this camcorder. And then I go and knock on, you know, all of our neighbors' uh, um, uh, doors. And I asked the kids, hey, you guys want to be in a film? And he said, sure, sure. What do we need to do? I said, you know, I have some karate geese. Can you just put it on? And I just want to do a film. And I called Enter the Black Belt. So because of, you know, Enter the Dragon, so I called Enter the Black Belt. So mm. I got all the neighborhood kids, and then we just made a little funny story, and we started shooting. And then, um, you know, back then, I didn't have money to spend on uh, editing systems, so we used to edit it as we went along. So take one cut, you know, we do the next scene and cut. So the same night, we showed it at, uh, you know, one of our friends' house, and we invited everyone from the neighborhood. So they watched it, and you know, it was a stupid film, it was a funny film, but the reaction that I got from people, it was amazing. I mean, they were enjoying it, even though it was stupid and funny, and that kind of clicked I've done, because I'm kind of shy, you know, I don't, it, it's hard for me to express myself when I found this filmmaking avenue that, you know, now there's a way that I can express myself. So that's how that filmmaking uh, started. And then I went to Columbia College and then I did a film. The first film that I did was um, um, Ultimate Game that's out there on Amazon. I don't recommend you watch it, but, you know, it was a first film. It was uh, too ambitious. We didn't have that much money, but pretty much that's how that got started. Well, I'm, I'm glad you got into it because uh, we may have not gotten more than Miyagi. Um, again, like I was, I was uh, blown away. Um, it's, 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 it, he has a great story and I think a lot of people knew some things about him, but uh, your film definitely opened up, um, my eyes. Thank you. Um, yeah. So speaking of the film, more than Miyagi, it does focus on the late Pat Morita. Um, what is it about Pat, uh, that made you want to tell his story? Right. We were actually, when we were shooting The Real Miyake, we went to Vegas and we interviewed Pat's wife. And we went to sushi restaurant and then we, you know, after the interview was over, she started telling me all these fascinating stories. She said, oh, I don't know if you know, but, you know, Pat 
uh, saw his father die in front of his eyes and, you know, the internment camps and the tuberculosis and the body cast and all that stuff. And that stayed with me for the longest time. And then a year later when, uh, you know, it got sold to Netflix, she watched it and she said, oh my God, I got so emotional watching it. And that's when I popped a question. I said, hey, Evelyn, what do you think about doing a documentary on Pat's life? And then she, first, she said, you know, Kevin, I'm thinking of doing like a biopic, a feature on his life. I said, well, you know, this could be stepping stone. We do a documentary and see how much interest it, it gathers. And then we can do, do the feature after that. So that's how that got started. And at the same time, Pat was writing a manuscript back in 1996, I believe. And he didn't get to finish it. He did like 70% of it. He started from when he was born in Termin camps and all the way down to like the early 80s or something like that. And he told Evelyn, he said, you know, if anything were to happen to me, try to finish this manuscript and turn it into a book or a documentary or a feature or something. So in a way, by us, you know, doing this uh, uh, documentary, we kind of fulfilled his wishes. So that's how that came to be about. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that you fulfilled it. Um, and I, I would be uh, first in line, uh, first of many, I'm sure, uh, to, to watch a feature film if that ever comes into fruition. Um, so many of the, the people featured in the film uh, obviously worked with Pat on a variety of projects, um, TV right. shows, movies. Um, were any of his children able to share their stories? I, I know that the movie does end with that uh, his daughter declined to, to be a part of the, the film. Right, right. You know, they're very nice people. We approached them and we said, if you want to get involved, they just kind of declined and said, for personal reasons, we don't want to get involved. And I didn't really pursue it. For me, when I do a documentary, if I approach someone, if, if they're excited about it, great. If they're not excited about it, and I have to convince them, it never turns out the way it needs to turn out. So I respect your decision. I mean, and I think this is like a question that you would need to personally ask them why they decided not to get involved. I honestly, I don't know. But yeah, that would have been interesting. They're nice people, you know. Oh, I, 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 I bet if they're anything like him. And again, like everybody in your film, just everyone missed them. Um, and it, it made me emotional. Like, like your film made me feel like I knew these people too, you know, right, and I've right. only seen like images of them in, in stills and, and it was touching to see like his, um, I'm not familiar who, with who his brother-in-law is, but that man made me cry. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I just, just watched him. Oh, with me, every time I watch it, I get emotional. That one scene. Oh my gosh. I mean, for me, the last half an hour, I mean, I've seen this 500 times and still <laughs> I get emotional. I bet. But, you know, I, I realized that, you know, I see a lot of documentaries and the documentaries that end on a happy note I tend to forget about them, but the documentaries that get me emotional and it makes me think about the person and I start crying, those are the documentaries that stick in my mind. So I figured, you know, let me take that approach and do the same thing with this documentary. You know? I don't know how many times I've seen the footage of Pat at the Academy Awards, 
but the way you guys tell that story and uh, you know about him facing the racism and everything that's right. going on in Hollywood and to lead up to that moment, it made me cry like in the middle of the uh, night. <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, you know, this this racism and stuff has been going on for a long time. I mean, you look yeah. at it started with the American Indians and it went into blacks and then into went to Japanese and then the Middle Easterns and now I see that they're focusing on Russians. So every minority, they get to get their turn. I mean, if you wait long enough, <laughs> you get your turn. So Pass on the baton. Just, right, right. And you know, just lately, the, the Academy Awards, just this year, that um, they uh, changed their rules, that you have to have a certain percentage of minorities, and it has to be a positive role to be inducted into the, to, to the Oscars. So I'm glad that's like a step forward. And that happened after 90 years. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's incredible, and and thank you for um, and uh, I, I forget the writer you you mentioned his name was it uh, last name was Johnson or Johnston? Yeah, George Johnson is is yeah. the writer that he did the last screenplay with Pat Morita. So yeah, works for Rafu Shampoo and and, and it, it's in the Japanese publication. So if anyone's interested, they can contact him or send me the info and I'll, and I'll forward you their uh, his contact. But that script is just laying there and it's been told. So I haven't read it and I hear it's good. So why not? I mean, if someone wants to do it, you know. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate I believe it was him that kind of listed off just, you know, some examples of whiteface, you know, in um, right. in in, uh, in film history. Uh, shout out to Oscar. Oscar is watching right now. Um, okay. So let's see. In, in the film, um, you cover many facets of Pat's life um, from really early on. I was so surprised about a lot of things. Um, um, much of it was kind of early on in his life. What was something that really surprised you during your research for the film? You know, the, I, I pretty much followed his whole career because of my sensei that was friends with him. But the only thing that kind of surprised me was his alcohol uh, problem. I didn't know how severe it was and when he drank and all the stuff that he did when he drank. I mean, the, everyone in any family can relate to this alcoholism because, you know, I have an uncle that uh, is an alcoholic. So it's something that everyone can relate to. But he started when he was 12 years old in the internment camps. His uncle was making bootleg sake and keeping everybody wasted during the internment camps. And obviously he was 12 years old and there was not much to do. So he started drinking from then, and it just continued throughout his career. And the assistant that I talked to, she said that he would put vodka in his alcohol every morning before he started, you know, filming. But no one really knew that he was drinking because he did such a good job covering it up. And, you know, they say he never messed his lines. He knew his lines perfectly. He knew his marks. So, I mean, that continued for a long time. But when it started showing up was the last two years of his life. It yeah. got really bad to a point that, you know, he started, you know, mess, I mean, we show that in the documentary. That, that's when it starts getting sad and ultimately that's what led to his demise, the, the alcoholism. So that part of yeah. his life, I really didn't know. Um, I, I really, yeah, that really came through in the, in the sequence where you guys um, kind of showcase like everything that kind of went on during the, the 30th anniversary reunion of Happy Days. Right, uh, right, and, right. And Evelyn shared that story, yeah. 
Um, so that, yeah, that was really sad. And just listening to everybody talk about like for the for everyone that knew the problem, you can see that they never faulted him for like being that. You know, it's right. just you know. So I I thought that was incredible too. Right, Again, right. that's you know because alcoholism like is a, is like any other disease. Like Evelyn Maria says that you know it's just like having cancer. How can you hate someone for having cancer? Uh, you know, alcoholism is the same thing. She never stopped loving him, and neither did everybody else in, in the family. So, you know, it's understandable. Yeah, I, I completely see it. So um, you, we, we have just a few minutes left. I do have one more question. Um, after that, you, you want to take maybe a, a couple questions oh, from sure, the sure. viewers? Okay, sure, okay sure. great. Uh, so I, I mentioned earlier that in the Blu-ray DVD, so this is an incentive for anyone watching to purchase the DVD and the Blu-ray, that there are 12 additional scenes. Um, so of the 12, Kevin, right. do you have, or is there a favorite that you can share uh, to kind of tease the people to, to purchase it? Oh, I wish I could have kept all of them in there. We had a screening last, uh, 2019, before COVID happened, and we had like three th uh, 300 people in the theater and it was like over two hours long. I wish I could have oh, wow. kept everything in there, but it's just, you know, films, you got to keep it down to 90 minutes. Unless you're really passionate about that subject, you can't really get involved. So from the notes that I had, they told me that, you know, you need to cut down on these scenes. But my favorite scene was that I took out, I didn't want to really do it, but it's the one that uh, Evelyn goes to this one restaurant, this Mexican restaurant, and then she says, oh, is the manager here? So she goes and sees the manager and the guy who used to sing for Pat was there. Like, you know, 30 years later, we, we, we see him. And he shares his memory. He said, yeah, when Pat was here, he used to take my bucket of uh, uh, tips and used to go around and ask people for tips. So he used to make a lot of money for me. And then he starts playing this thing on his guitar. And then I found the footage of Pat when he was actually there at that restaurant singing the same song. So I intercut that song with what the guy is saying. And that's a little bit emotional when I watch it. And also there's a scene where uh, Pat's assistant of 15 years, she goes back to the house where she used to work with Pat. And then she goes into the room that where they used to do all the business and stuff. And she says, oh, this is where my dad's couch was and Pat was sitting on this couch. And, you know, she gets emotional. So there's a lot of like really good scenes in there that I wish I could have put in the film, but I didn't. But you know, whoever wants to buy the Blu-ray, it's all there. So yeah, that, that's now. Um, is it like part of the uh, bonus features, or is it like in this extended version? No, it's the bonus feature. They just have to select, okay. and there's like twelve different scenes, and they can go through and watch the whole thing. It, I think it ends up being like maybe uh, twenty minutes to half an hour worth of footage. I wish I could have put more, but that's all I could fit on the DVD. So. Sure. O Oscar says it was like a music video. Oscar, Oscar, I love Oscar. Without Oscar, <laughs> I couldn't have done this. Thanks, Oscar. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. A comment here. Uh, Kevin, you're making me cry just thinking about him, and I only saw him on screen. That's from uh, somebody watching right there. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. All right, so um, as you would imagine, there's a bunch of Cobra Kai questions, so we're obviously not going to read any of those. Um, <laughs> let's see here. And uh, on another note, I really want to appreciate Ralph's, uh, you know, Ralph Macchio, Billy Zapka, Martin Cove, 
they were so nice to us and they offered so much of their time to, you know, to do, do this project. And I yeah. really appreciate them. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ron Thomas, uh, Williams. Um, oh, just awesome yeah. I love Ron yeah. Thomas. Sean Kanan. Nice yeah. Uh, I, I love that scrapbook that he shows too. That's quite amazing. Right, right. Um, he gave that to everyone in the cast, and he made it yeah. personalized to everyone. So. That's amazing. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, so here's one from uh, Reacher00. Kevin, would you like to do a documentary on the pop culture uh, impact on the Karate Kid? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, I, it seems like I'm stuck in the Karate Kid world <laughs> right now. And You're the go-to guy for documentaries. <laughs> So right. if anyone has any ideas, they can just direct message me. Yeah, I would love to do and anything that has to do with karate and related to filmmaking. If I can both combine both of my passions together, I would love to do it. I would love to do another one on the Cobra Kai and how that whole thing started and all that stuff. So, so I'm down. If anyone has any ideas, I would love to do it. If you ever do a Cobra Kai one, I'll, I'll, I'm available oh, <laughs> for a talking <Absolutely>. head. <laughs> that, that, that reminds me, uh, I, I feel like a couple years ago, I remember uh, you guys put out uh, asking like fans to maybe submit videos. What was that? Wasn't that this film? Right. We did. We did. We did. But the response that we got, it wasn't what I ex expected. And it just really? didn't. I tried putting it at the end of the movie and it would just, just, just didn't work out the way I'd imagined. So okay. I apologize to all those people who submitted and, you know, I, I thank them very much for submitting, but we weren't able to do it. So I, I, I saw that and I was, I was so excited, but I missed out on the deadline um, just because like I'm, I'm working all the time. And when I'm not at work, I have, I have three little kids at home. Um, so I, I can understand the, the struggle and, and not having a lot of time. Right, right. Uh, let's see here. How about, uh, here, here's a fun one. You, you kind of mentioned Cobra Kai. Richard 0 asked again, Kevin, would you like to direct an episode of Cobra Kai? <laughs> oh, that would be an honor. If, if someone's watching, I would love to direct. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. Um... Some of these are just. Oh, I know Nicole. Also. How long did this take? And have uh, not. Yeah, this basically took about four years. We started 2016. We started a year before they even shot Cobra Kai. So um, I mean, I wasn't doing this full time. I was working also on another documentary. So this was kind of part time thing. And then just the past couple of years, it's been full time. So I started back in 2016. So you know, it's been almost four or five years. Yeah, that's quite an amazing journey for you, I, I'd imagine. Um, well, and uh, th that was pretty much all the questions that were submitted that were related to, um, you know, what we're speaking about. Uh, but I'll read one comment here. Uh, I think this would be a good one to end with. Uh, it's from ind.sx. Um, right. Thank you, Kevin, for bringing the project to a worldwide audience. Many of us have grown up uh, watching Pat. So, Thank you so uh, much. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah, I thought that'd be uh, something positive to kind of end with, kind of how uh, yours ended. Now, how did you, um, where, where did you get like the audio of Pat, you know, reading some of those, um, uh, the text there in the beginning and the end? Right. There were a couple of different uh, places that we went to. Um, I think T TV Legends had, had done a four-hour interview with Pat. And that was like the last interview that someone had done. So I ended up calling them and I got some from them. And then 
Evelyn had a lot of video footage of the interview that they did, like a Lifetime Achievement Award. And Channel 5 or someone was recording the whole thing, so I got some audio from them. It was like scattered all over the place. But yeah, yeah we got lucky that we found all this audio. Yeah. But the hardest thing for me was like the first uh, 15 to 20 minutes that there wasn't really that much of uh, people that we interviewed. They really didn't know that much about his past um, early history. So I had to resort to all the footage and interview and stuff like that. So, Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're getting ready to wrap up here. The, um, the, the, the film is amazing. Uh, the last time I checked, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, yeah. You, you, you got to feel awesome. good about that. Yeah, congratulations to you and Oscar. Thank you. Thank I, you and, so much. and Evelyn. We have pretty um, positive uh, reviews so far. That, that's yeah. unbelievable, unbelievable. And thank you. Oh, absolutely. So for those that are following that are the Cobra Kai fans, um, I know you guys are probably going to be watching that all weekend. Find some time, an hour and a half, to fit in more than Miyagi, that Pat Marita story. Um, uh, yeah, two thumbs up from me. I'm no Cisco and Ebert, uh, which is also <laughs> featured in your film. But uh, I just wanted to throw that in. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Bye. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Oscar, again there. Uh, thank you, Kevin, for your time. And, and we'll be in touch. All right. Thank you. Bye. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.